Welcome to the Innocence Project London podcast. My name is Louise Hewitt and I'm the director of the organisation. The Innocence Project London is a pro bono law clinic and charity which deconstructs claims of innocence from convicted individuals who exhausted the criminal appeals process. We aim to make applications to the Criminal Cases Review Commission. Well, welcome to this edition of the Innocence Project London podcast. And I'm here with Scarlett, who is, um, well, joined the Innocence Project London as a volunteer caseworker in September. Scarlett, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello. Yes. So I am a third year law student on the LLB Extended Programme here at Greenwich. And I started with the Innocence Project in September of 2022. So the first question then, how did you find out about the Innocence Project London? So... I was searching in terms of what uni I was looking at going to. I'd, you know, searched on all of the university's websites and was looking at the law degrees and what made them different. A lot of what I saw was kind of bog standard amongst all of them. But coming across Greenwich, the Innocence Project was advertised and I'd never heard about it before. And kind of looking into going into law I was looking at the different avenues and what kind of organizations were out there and what my time as a law student would look like and the innocence project was something that I'd never come across so I read up about it and I straight away knew that it was something that I wanted to be a part of and it was something that stood out to me and was really um, it was a sticking point of why I decided to come to Greenwich. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so nice to hear. Yeah. I just want to take this opportunity to thank our production partner and sponsor, Jano Media, for their support in delivering this podcast. They've helped us to facilitate great conversations that connect us with our audience and their skills and expertise mean we can concentrate exclusively on generating great content to engage, inform and inspire. So... I was going to say, so have dreams lived up, has has like expectation lived up to reality? I mean, did yeah. you find, how did you find out more? Did you come to this one of the symposiums? So I came, to the, I came to the open day and okay. you were actually there oh. and it was me. And, oh, I remember. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about this before, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, and I was yeah, there yeah. with my mum and you spoke to me about joint enterprise and then yeah. you kind of elaborated more about the Innocence Project. And yeah, I just straight away knew that it was something different that I'd never come across before. You know, I did a bit more research, you know, and found, you know, the work that they do in Cardiff as well as Manchester. And I and I just knew that it was something different. And I knew that what I wanted to do as a law student was to actually be be different and make a difference. And that's something that's one of my values that I tend to really strive by in being a law student. So, yeah, and it's it's lived up to its expectation. Definitely. I knew that it was it's very, it was going to be really challenging and it's not, it wasn't going to be straightforward and there was a lot to it, but I love, I love every, every minute of working on the Innocence Project. Oh, that's so, that is so good to hear. Yeah. And I'm going to give a shout out to the other thing that you're involved in as well, which yeah. is the Sabina Project. Yeah. Um, because I think one of the things that's just struck me with what you just said is that you you were looking at a university with a view to the experience. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing, isn't it, getting the degree. It's another thing, kind of the experience that you're going to have. And I think for me, Scarlett, you are the epitome of someone that makes the most of those experiences. Oh, so um, just in the in the in the um, investment of being supportive to other things 
The Sabina Project, what's that very quickly? So the Sabina Project is a student-led grassroots organisation that raises awareness against violence against women and girls. The project was set up in honour of Sabina Nessa, who is a Greenwich alumni student who was uh, sadly murdered back in September 2021. Um, and yeah, the project aims to educate, raise awareness um, and to provide a community to women and girls who have been affected um, by in any way, shape or form by the issues surrounding women's safety, surrounding femicide. Um, and and yeah, I've been a part of that for about a year now. And again, it's great. And having, having these projects, it just gives me avenues to channel everything that I'm that I'm learning in my degree um, and getting involved in these projects. It gives me, you know, the opportunity to public speak, to advocate, to to really learn real life experiences and actually apply my degree. And that's what I wanted when looking for a university. So, so yeah. Oh, that's so, so good to hear genuinely and taking the opportunities that you're offered and really running with them is absolutely brilliant. So in terms of then kind of innocence work, mm -hmm. has it been more difficult? Has it been more challenging than you thought it would be? It's been, I knew that it would be challenging, but, um, I think my challenge, the the challenges that we have faced in my group with our case has been kind of different to what I what I would have what I initially imagined. So one one thing with our case um, is just this just the lack of documentation. Um, and did that surprise you? In terms of, I mean, you've probably heard me talk before. In terms of. Uh, documents and case files being um an individual's currency if they're you know convicted and maintaining their innocence it's a phrase I've kind of used quite often I think um and being really kind of valuable to those individuals but it did it surprise you in just how I suppose erratic that paperwork can be and how difficult it yeah. can be to obtain it 100 percent um even the one thing that we struggle with is the letters from our client going that have gone missing and trying to piece together the information. I thought that coming into it, it would be quite easy to piece together all of the information. And I think I think all of us in our group have, have had a bit of an epiphany and come towards <laughs> us and gone, you know, this is how it all fits together. And, and that's really great when you kind of have that moment. And yeah, it's, it's just been a massive jigsaw puzzle and figuring out everything out. And there's there's so many different avenues that we're looking at exploring um and yeah but it there's there's been there's been many challenges but on the same hand I do find it really rewarding and I think that I sh the difficulty of it kind of strives me more yeah because I like a challenge <laughs> yeah I think you have to innocence work you have to like the challenge yeah. don't you most definitely yeah you spoke of aspects of the work being rewarding mm -hmm. anything that stands out just, just giving back. I think just being, I, I think, I, I mean, I sit through lectures and seminars every week and it's kind of bog standard if you like, but actually working on a real case of a real person, that for me is the most rewarding thing. And I think the community that I've built, so I've, that we've built here at the Innocence Project, I love being a part of that community. And the friends that I've made in my casework group, I really hope that, they're friends that that I'll have forever. Um, so I'm sure there will be. You've got your yeah. group is lovely. <laughs> Not that all the groups are lovely before anyone jumps on me on this one, but but you can get a sense, I guess, with some groups that gel really, really easily. 
Um, and your group, I think, is one of those yeah. groups where just the person, just the right personality fit and the enthusiasm and the engagement with everything. Mm-hmm. And you're so supportive of each other, which I think is so nice yeah. to see. Um, as in, because I think you're genuinely supportive individuals anyway, and that really comes across in all of your work. So, Innocence work then in all its iterations and with all its challenges, how has that influenced your potential career choice, do you think? And I knew you had in mind before you came to work for the um, Innocence Project London, a kind of a path that you wanted to take. But has has it had any influence, if any, or in terms of kind of the advocacy side or? Yeah, I think it's, it's really difficult um, thinking about career paths, I think, when you're when you're a student um the degree the degree comes it I mean it, it goes by so quickly yeah. um you start in September don't you going yeah. oh my god it's September what's gonna happen yeah. and then you suddenly get to the first of March you know as it is and you're like okay uh mm. <laughs> wow yeah. only five weeks left how's that yeah. working so yeah, yeah it goes and we and don't get me wrong you know we, we have Mark and we have a lot to do with it. But when it comes to really engage, especially for me with student caseworker volunteers, and when it comes to kind of seeing them and knowing, oh, you've only got a year left and, and you're <laughs> going to graduate. It's actually quite, yeah. it, I because I find it quite sad because, you know, I, I get to work with people for maybe two, three years if they're lucky, if, I, if they're lucky, <laughs> if I'm lucky. Um, and they get, you know, they might stay on to do a master's or something like that. Yeah. But it is such a short amount of time. But yeah, and I think that my my route is it changes all of the time, <laughs> as I literally say to everyone. And I think it's the number one question you always ask is what do you want to do? And I think no matter what, I think no matter what avenue that I take, I think working, doing some kind of work pro bono, whatever that looks like, whatever kind of giving back looks like in whatever capacity I know that's something that I will always continue to do that is brilliant so I think I'm not 100% clear on what it is that I want to do going forward but I know that I have a platform I have a voice and I'm going to use that to advocate for matters that need to have a have have a platform and I'm going to use my platform to to raise awareness about certain issues and innocence work will always remain to be one of them. Oh, that's so yeah. good to hear. And I'm so glad that you feel empowered enough to do that, actually, and that you feel empowered by the fact of wanting to give back. One of the things that I I have actually recently discovered from what students get out of innocence work, which to my naivety, I didn't know, um, was that actually it the the whole focus of the work in terms of doing something for someone else that can't help themselves and giving back becomes something that is quite deep rooted. And so that when you graduate, it is something about wanting to carry on giving back or carry on using your education in some way um, to, you know, give back in, you know, whatever 100%. capacity. Yeah. And that's so nice to hear that kind of vocalize mm. in the the really articulate way that you have. So I mean, how impactive then is this work or can this work be for students, do you think, and personally for yourself? I think very impactful. I think from a I think from a law student point of view, the the fact that I'm able to to sit and analyze cases and 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 look at the law that I've learned about in my lectures and seminars and actually apply it and see where the gaps are. It's it I mean the skills are just that you learn are just 
amazing. Um, and the paperwork. I mean, I always <laughs> ask about the paperwork. Your case in particular. Yeah. I mean, I, I judge to think how I can't. I think how many co-defendants there are. Did, oh. we, did we know at the last count? Four, 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 five, four, five co-defendants. There's a lot of them. Um, yeah, the paperwork for your case is quite heavy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And did I that think, surprise you? Yes and no. I think I knew that there was a chance that I would get a lot of paperwork, but um, yeah, I think it's just been the lo- the lots of the different variations of paperwork and how that looks like. Um, I think. At first, I was just naive to think that they they'd just be kind of like transcripts of of the the original trial and then the appeal. But there's there's so much more to that, um, which I think did surprise me um, initially. Um, I think going back to your point about the personal impact that I've had, I know for me, and I think as well, this drives my engagement is the the gratitude that I feel to in the position that I am in now. I think working on working on my case for my client knowing that my client is is out there and is choosing to maintain his innocence and you know suffering because of that I know that often they get treated differently Mm. and sometimes not in a positive way because they are maintaining their innocence and sometimes it is and I think you can see it on kind of you know on on things like Netflix and and drama series that often it is it's easier to to say that you're guilty and just you know take take the sentence but I think in sh- showing someone that's shown me that they've maintained their innocence and are still maintaining their innocence um, and they're in the situation that they are I think it it makes me immensely grateful for the situation and the position that I'm in and I think it really puts things into perspective for me um, so when I'm worrying about minuscule problems um which might seem really big to me, you know, I think it's, it's, it's nice to have a different perspective of, you know, thinking about my client in the position that he is in. Um, and then kind of comparing that to where I am. And I think from that comes a great deal of gratitude for where I am. Did you have that much awareness, do you think, prior to innocence work in terms of, I guess, the position of privilege and, but also, I suppose, in terms of awareness about how people in the prison system are, are, are treated, if you're maintaining their innocence, did you have that knowledge or is that knowledge that you since gained from working on the IPL? I think a bit of both. I had some, I had, I think when I started to to look more into the law and look at it as in more of kind of like a possibility as a degree, I started to to look, I think growing up, you always kind of, are of the opinion that um you know the justice system works as it's supposed to and this mm. as as well as everything else but I think as I've gotten older and I've become you know more wiser and more exposed to these different things um it's become clear that there are that the systems are flawed and that's just not the the justice system that's you know quite a lot of the systems that are built in our country um and yeah I think that it's it's about education I know that um there's not a lot of um there's the wider talking to people about the work and what we do um some of them are quite skeptical at first and I think oh tell me more about that <laughs> I always like to find out things like that because I so previous times when I've taken 
students in to meet their clients in prison. Um, I've, we've been called do-gooders, um, which has echoed along the corridor, even kind of from the prison officers. The do-gooders are here, and then it just goes down and down and down, further down. Um, and that surprised, obviously, the students I'm with, but I'm always interested to hear kind of the conversations that you as, as student caseworkers have. So if you can, yeah. if you feel you can elaborate, please do. I think um, I'm not going to name any names. No, obviously, <laughs> keep the names out of it, yeah. But um, I know that... I've I've spoken to people in the past that are yeah kind of a bit skeptical and and I've had to elaborate a lot more and kind of say you know the the system is flawed and there's a lot mm-hmm. of gaps in the system and and this is where you know people like my client they fall through and there's not a lot of avenues you know for for different routes and on on them to get aid for them to get help um, and yeah some people are I think quite naively at first they are. You know, they they tend to raise the question of, oh, why are you why are you supporting and helping someone who's you know guilty? Yeah. You know, and and I who's think who's being proclaimed guilty yeah. by a court, therefore they must be guilty. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's about challenging that and and say, saying, you know, why why do you think that? And actually, and I think all of the conversations I've had, when you actually break it down and explain to them, mm. they actually go, oh, okay, I, I I do get it, and I think it's one thing that I've really learned from the Innocence Project is to challenge that that bias and challenge your own beliefs um subconsciously I think going into the case and knowing that you know this is your client and you have to put your own your own thoughts and feelings aside Mm. and I think again it's just another way of challenging your own beliefs and 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 stereotype unconscious bias that you you know you have and we all have as humans Mm. and it is there and I think again it's a great skill but I think more the innocence work needs to be um publicized more and i think the wider public are and wider society aren't aware and i think sometimes quite naively um about about the system and how it works um so yeah did the skepticism of people surprise you i mean friends or family whoever they may be were you surprised by that I mean I often think the conversations that I have with people people start off very very interested Mm. and then someone will always lean in and go yeah but they did it right you Mm. know they did it right Mm. there's there's no point they did it and I'm like well why what would make you say that in terms of me you know the explanation that I've just given as to the work that I've done um and that I'd like to get to the point, I suppose, where I'm not surprised, but somehow that always manages. I always get caught a little bit off guard when someone does that because yeah. they've been listening for so long and, you know, the lengthy explanations and the enthusiasm about the process. So were you surprised by that or not really? Not really, I think. I'm resounds with it's just the way it was. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think with some people, not really. Um, but then some people you do have have the conversation with them and then they're a bit more open-minded and go oh okay yeah that that's how it is um and I think it's it's a very individual point of view I think your own personal beliefs and and how you view society how you view these systems play a massive role into your beliefs um mm. and often that's your own individual experiences that you know play into your beliefs as well so yeah you're so right yeah. actually and when you talk about awareness of innocence work do you think that people only really truly become aware of the criminal justice process and system if a family member becomes involved in it or if it happens to them or a friend or something like that? And otherwise, 
if it's not happening to them, if it's not on their doorstep, they kind of don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, 100%. I agree. I think unless, you, unless you've actually gone through it yourself or know someone or that you're a, you're a law student, you know, or, you know, are a student at university, you know, maybe study in criminology or, you know, or law, it's not, I think, to everyone else. They've got no reason to know about mm. the criminal justice system and why not. But, um, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I, I often find that that um, the people, especially family members of clients, will often say, you know, why has this happened to us? Couldn't believe this has happened to us. Um, and it's not until kind of a series of unfortunate events happens that they, you know, then suddenly realise just how precarious that criminal justice process can be when you're so reliant on the individual components of it to work yeah. correctly mm. and to work in the right way. Yeah. Has innocence work made you kind of rethink the criminal justice process or the criminal justice system? A hundred percent. I think we were having this conversation earlier, actually. And I think for me as a law student, I think personally, I've done a bit of a full circle. So I think I came... I came into it knowing a little bit that the system was flawed. I then, you know, looked and actually dug deep into how is it flawed. And then I think personally, I sat and thought, how can we do this differently? You know, and, and in my head, I've kind of had a bit of a battle with myself about how it would work. And I know that I think about this in terms of some of my modules as well. So learning about tort, learning about civil wrongdoings and negligence. Um, there's... There's a part of me that thinks, yeah, this could be, this could be different, but how? And then I, I kind of battle with myself and, you know, how would it be different? And I think that I know that it can be different, but I think that in order to do that, there's a lot of kind of overhauling and there's a lot, and not even just the criminal justice system. I think it's, it's a real magnitude of an issue that spreads not just only within the justice system, but also within, you know, within within the probations that we're within, mm. the social work, within the periphery government. around every yeah. other component factor that sits yeah. kind of and is affected by yeah. the criminal justice system. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, I completely agree with you actually. Yeah. And I think just how how would we how would we make the change? I know we I've had this conversation in talk law and, you know, things need to be different, but how? Yeah. And and how do we actually make that tangible? Um yeah and yeah. Do you realise, do you ever stop and realise the difference that you're making to your client? No. I can't. <laughs> do you, do you, because the thing is, if you really, if you stop and think about it, yeah. without you and your team doing the work, who else would do it? No one. Well, yeah. so that's, that's quite a big difference you're making to someone's life. And even if you can't make the application for whatever reason, the very fact that you've tried means so much to people um, and is really, you know, is significant because all someone in my experience who is in prison, who is maintaining their innocence wants is to be heard mm. and for someone to try to help them. Yeah. Um, and sometimes people will go to like numerous places before they even find out about us and, and, and come to us and end up, yeah. you know, cases being accepted and things like that. Um, and without students there's you know there is no innocence project mm. london work so it is really significant in terms of kind of what you're doing so 
take a moment to yeah. give yourself a pat on the I back should. for yeah. it most definitely so it's it's lovely talking to you um and um i i've got a feeling you're going to be a very successful individual <laughs> in terms of what Thank you go you. on and do um and i just hope you know just remember the innocence project london as you always. move through always, your career always, always. <laughs> um but if there is you know a student listening who wants to get involved mm-hmm. not just i suppose in innocence work but in the wider you've, you've you're a great student for demonstrating how much getting involved enhances your studies enhances mm. your academic experience what would you say to that student i think think about think about why you want to study if you're a law student or if you're just a criminology student or just a student in general i think about why you're doing what you're doing i think it's really easy to to get caught up in you know oh, I'm going to do law and mm. earn loads of money I think really in life I think it's about it's about purpose and I think you really have to chip into your reasons why because what's going to get you out of bed in the morning mm. is having a purpose and I think if a student's listening and you know what has has their story has their own reasons of why they they want to go into law and are really passionate you know act on them I think I was I was very shy coming into university and I can't lie, shy would probably not be the word that people would describe me as now. No. (laughs) (laughs) But in the nicest way, no. (laughs) But um, I kind of really just took a chance on myself and constantly just pushed myself outside of my comfort zone and and it does pay off. And I noticed an incredible change in myself over the years. But yeah, I think if if you know you want to make a difference and I think and you want to wake up every day and live purposefully then find out what it is that you're passionate about find out you know find out what you want to stand up and advocate for and just and, and go with it just run you know yeah that's I, what I'd say. I couldn't have said that any better if <laughs> <Yeah>. I tried <laughs> um, and I think there is definitely a very valuable lesson in terms of focusing on why and and what your why is and um, I think that is um Excellent words of advice for anyone listening, especially any student that wants to get involved with the Innocence Project London. Thank you so much, Scarlett. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Louise. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Innocence Project London podcast. If you would like to hear more conversations like this, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time. At Jano Media, we recognise that great content has the power to create impactful and positive change for lives and society. Whether that's video, live streams, photography or podcasts, partnering with us will enable you to harness the power of content to engage, inform and inspire. Reach out to us today.